Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is season one, episode two of the Courage Formula podcast. And funny thing, I'm not sure I'm going to keep the name Courage Formula. I was spending some time kind of ruminating over it and thinking about it. And the reason I named it the Courage Formula, because it aligns with my 12-week coaching program and um, some events and stuff that I scheduled that I called the Courage Formula. But... But, and this is something that we're going to dive into today, and it's all about shameless self-promotion. And I know that my mentor, PK, is just smiling right now as he's listening to this because he and I kind of dove into this during my session with him this past weekend. And um, I think I'm going to call it the Cindy Donaldson Show, which is cringeworthy and it shouldn't be because the more I thought about it, it's like, yes, the courage formula is, is something I'm incredibly passionate about. I'm all about courage and resilience and stepping into your genius. But I felt like if I did that, I'd be pigeonholed into always talking about that. And there's so many other things I want to share, like RV life and my network marketing business and all this other stuff that makes Cindy me. And let's be honest, my writing, my coaching, my training, it all goes back to my personal experiences in life. And if you're on my weekly email list, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. If not, go to cindy-donaldson.com and get there. Every Monday and Thursday, I send out a missive and I've been doing it for, gosh, I don't know, 15 plus years now. And it's all about my life and how I've, but not in a like you gross way. It's really talking about all the times that I've failed all the struggles, the trauma that I've endured and how I've overcome it. And I started sharing that because if one little nugget from my life can make a difference in somebody else's, then hell, why not share? So I think I haven't even released this podcast out really to the world yet because I'm dealing with some technical issues. And for those of you that know me, I have the patience of a dead rat, right? You know that. And when Somehow in the background, I have two episodes showing up because I didn't connect stuff right. I don't know. So I hired somebody. They're going to fix it all. And in the meantime, I was like, okay, I think I'll rebrand it. And sure enough, today on my Facebook page, somebody tagged me with this podcast. I'm like, how the hell did you even find it? So I thought that was pretty cool. But anyway, yeah, I think I'm going to call it the Cindy Donaldson Show. And they'll look for a rebrand on that. But for today... It is season one, episode two of The Courage Formula. So today I want to talk a little bit about um, a coaching session I just had, and I'm not going to mention her name, but it's all about letting go of baggage to move on. Now, I have shared openly that I've gone through therapy and I've worked with a gazillion coaches. I currently work with a mentor. There are times in your life that you absolutely should have therapy. Therapy is all about looking back unbundling trauma and shit that's happened so you can let it go to move on. Coaching, you can hire a coach for a million different reasons. Usually it's for a specific area of your life you want to work on, like a health coach or a running coach or a life coach. It's usually situational. And then a mentor, like, oh, back up. Coaches aren't supposed to really tell you what to do. They're supposed to let you unpack things and let you come up with your own aha moment. So they ask a lot of questions. A mentor will bring in previous expertise from their past to help mentor you in your life or your career. So my style is I'm a hybrid. 
I definitely am. Um, I'm a certified high performance coach. I studied in Brenda Bouchard. Next week, I'm actually going through my research. And my 12 week program is absolutely based on his teachings because they are amazing. They sing to my soul. I love them. But when I'm working with individual people, I often bring in some of some of those tools and then a lot of mentoring. Like I have no problem telling somebody what they should do if I know it's the right thing for them. So today I was talking with someone who had some shitty stuff happen to her. And every day she's waking up and that's all she's thinking about. All she's thinking about. And so I shared with her a time in my life where I was sued by some previous business partners and it hit me like a rock. Like I didn't see it coming. It was kind of like the spouse who had been cheating and everybody knew about it except you. And then all of a sudden, like it was there. Like it consumed me to levels that were, it was just awful. Put me back in therapy again, which was a good thing. But I let that situation define my future for at least a decade, if not more. Like it was always hanging over me and I never really let it go. Now I did let it go to a point where I was able to move forward. I launched my company, I moved behind it, but that anger rested with me. And I was never at a point where I was able to forgive these people. And I know somebody's going to send me some, like, just forgive me. Like, I can't do that. There's certain egregious things that I just can't get beyond. Now you do you boo. Like if, if that's something they're able to do, good for you. I just was never, never able to get there, but, and I'm not sure I ever will, or that I want to, to be honest, but what I was able to do was to say, you know what, what they did to me had really nothing to do with me. It was, it was them. Right. And I gave too much power to that story and it held me back because I thought somewhere deep down inside, I did something wrong and I was broken. And I wasn't fucking broken. I wasn't broken. They were broken. But I let that story define me. So as I was working with this person, she had something shitty happen to her. And I was like, we have to let this go. Like, you know, get rid of all of it. And when somebody wants to talk about it, you've got to stop it. Once you go through that grieving process and no one died, it was just a, it was a work situation, but no one died yet. It feels like something dies with inside you and that you've done something wrong, that you've done something wrong and you've done nothing wrong, right? And hanging on to that shit messes up so much of everything. And it goes back to the RAS, which is your reticular activating system. Again, Google it. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I first heard about RAS years ago. And I was the one that drank the Kool-Aid when it came to the secret, lucky girl syndrome, manifestation. I 100% believe in it. And then when I learned there was actual science behind it, I was sold. And if you are unfamiliar with RS, and I, I'm not a scientist, so I'm probably going to hack job this up, but it is truly a mesh that sits over your brain and it filters all the stuff that comes in. And it decides if it sees a lot of something, and I know a neuroscientist is going to call me out on some of this, but this is how I interpret it. And it works because I put it down in layman terms and people are like, oh, really? Oh my God. So it filters all the shit that comes into your brain. And we've heard over and over again, what you think you become. 
And it is all based on this science. So if you tell your brain over and over again that you are broken, then your brain is going to believe you are broken and it will prevent you from seeing opportunities to help move you forward. So when it comes to, you know, packaging up bad shit that's happened, and again, you have to go through a grieving process even when somebody doesn't die, you will get sad and then you're gonna get pissed off and then it's gonna consume you. And then at some point you have to say, I have 100% control over how I react to any situation and I can let this consume me or I can move on. I can let it go. It's that easy and that hard. But when it comes to the RAS, what you feed it, as, as my mentor likes to say, your brain doesn't know that you're a dirty, rotten liar. It doesn't. And even though I have coached on this for a long time and I've known about the science for a long time, I still catch myself doing this shit. I catch myself all the time. And then I'd be like, okay, Cindy, no, do not go down that path. And I've been very open about my health journey. I was vegan. I wasn't vegan. And it's kind of been this lifelong thing. I'm on a mission to live to be 100. Happy and healthy 100, as in I still want to freaking hike when I'm 100. And I've had a lot of stress in my life. Dave's parents have been ill. His dad recently passed away. And all of that stress have put my cortisol levels through the roof and I've gained 30 pounds. And now I'm in the process of kind of unpackaging all of that and working on me again, being selfish to me. This is the other tip that I gave my client. You've got to spend time being selfish on you and not feeling guilty about it. So back to RAS. I went to go to the gym the other day, put on my workout clothes, looked in the mirror. And the first thing I said was, ugh, I hate the way my flabby arms look in my tank top. And I took the tank top off and I put on a t-shirt. And then I looked at the t-shirt and all I saw was my back fat, which, you know, girls, you, you get where I'm going. And immediately it took my energy from up here, like, hell yes, I'm going to the gym and I'm, I'm, I get to do this and I'm taking control of my life down to, oh, Cindy, you're just pathetic. In an instant, by me not high-fiving myself, thank you, Mel Robbins, and telling myself that, you know what, Cindy, you are 61 years old. You are healthier than 99.9% .9 of the people and you look amazing. Now go crush that workout. I was focusing on those little negative things. And for the next, for the rest of the day, I my energy level went down here and I was in a funk. Why? Because my brain doesn't know that I'm a dirty freaking li rotten liar. And the RAS, because again, I've spent years with body dysmorphia and, you know, that's a whole other podcast, but this shit is so important. If you dwell on the negative, you will find the negative. And that's really all lucky girl syndrome and the secret and manifestation is all about, right? If you think you're fabulous, you are fabulous. If you think you're shitty, you're shitty. And you're not really, but that's what your brain thinks. So think about this. When I was kind of in that dark space where I got sued and I thought my life was falling apart and I didn't think that I was worthy of anything, opportunities didn't happen. And when I finally made the decision to say, you know what, it, I was kind of at a rock bottom, like I have no place to go, but up. So I'm, I'm just going. And I started sharing my story. And then I realized that people weren't judging me in a negative way at all. They're just like, oh, then all of a sudden I realized like I was far more resilient. Like I'm, I'm a kick-ass rock star. Like I've got this. 
then all of a sudden business opportunities opened up to me because you know why? I was far more confident in myself. I believed in me. And I took that package that was over here, the thing, that story that was defining my life. And I said, you know what? You don't have control anymore. You don't have control over my life. I have control over my own life. And I'm going to make the decisions on how I want to live. That was a turning point for me. And it is a work in progress. Like I said, just the other day, I slipped down the rabbit hole, right? So I, um, last week, I did a, uh, a workshop for the Connecticut Bankers Association. And I went in and I was trying out a brand new program that I had never done before. I didn't time it. I didn't do any of that. I was supposed to be there for seven hours. And I just talked myself up before. I was like, you know what, Cindy, this is new and it's okay, but I'm super fucking capable. I have it on my wrist. I have a rock. SFC is my thing. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to inspire people. I'm going to make it happen. I am amazing. I'm very good at what I do. And I walked in there with zero doubt in my ability to lead that workshop to the best of my ability. And I envisioned five stars all the way around. Well, I just got my reviews last night and I didn't get all five stars, but I got all five stars and one four star. And that person just gave four star, you know, fours all the way across, but left me a raving review at the end. So it matters. Like what you believe here and what you tell your brain is how your life is going to play out. It is. And I'm going to do an entire show on bucket list because I'm obsessed. For those of you that know me, I've completed my first bucket list. Everything I wanted to do before I die, I did. And then I had to create a new one. And this is one thing that I actually took people through in that workshop. I went around the room. I was like, what's on your bucket list? Like, what do you freaking want to do before you die? Like, what's a big thing? And do you know, some people couldn't even tell me. They've never allowed themselves to dream. Because they have pigeonholed themselves and like, you know, I've got to be a responsible parent. I got to be a responsible spouse. I got to be a responsible person at work. And all of that shit is for when I retire. Well, let me tell you something. You may never retire. That may never happen. Back to my last episode. Life isn't a dress rehearsal, right? So I really encourage them to start writing this stuff down, allowing yourself to dream, telling your brain that this is important to you really telling your brain it's important to you and that it matters and that you want more out of your life, that you are valuable, that your story matters, that your story matters, not the shit that happens to you story, not that bad shit that you want to get rid of, right? Good things happen to bad. I mean, bad things happen to good people all the time and good things happen to bad people. That's just how life goes. Again, you have 100% control how you, how you react. Let it consume you. Or say, you know what, not today, Satan. You go there. I, I'm on a mission to be freaking happy. I'm on a mission to check shit off my bucket list. I'm on a mission. And when you start that process, that's when lucky girl syndrome ha- you know, happens. And if you don't know what lucky girl syndrome is, again, Google it. But it, this, you know, it, it was kind of a trend on the internet where you wake up every day and you're like, Amazing things are going to happen to me today. I'm the luckiest girl in the world or guy, whatever, luckiest person. Um, Everything that I want is going to fall in my lap. And when you start telling yourself that day after day, you believe it. It's, It's the same thing like, you know, 
um, when you start telling yourself lies over and over again, they become your reality. And then, and then there's a fine line, like your brain just can't, like, did that really happen? Did that not really happen? Like you, you really, you kind of, it, it blends, it becomes a blur. So that's the negative side of it, right? The positive side of it. And, but you've got to believe this stuff. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to be the, like, you really need to work. And in the beginning, it's going to be really awkward. This is what I told my client today. It's going to be really awkward. The same with the high five habit with by Mel Robbins. Again, one of my favorite books. You know, it's going to be weird, you know, high five in the mirror in the morning going, Cindy, you're fabulous, right? And what Mel explains is like, if you really don't believe it, it doesn't work. So you can start with things small, like today's going to be a great day. Like I got up at five o'clock and I'm going to, I'm going to the gym right now. Good for you, Cindy. High five. And then you work into it. Right now back to that workshop. I could, again, it was a workshop I had never done before. And in fact, I had never done an all day workshop just by myself. I've done it with other people and I could have let that fear and that self-doubt consume me. And I guarantee you, I would not have had the results, but I walked into the room like I owned it. I was, my energy was high. And I was just like, today's the best freaking day of my life. Let's go. Today's going to be your best day. And I brought that energy and that's why I got the five stars and the one four, but I'll take it. Right. And they've asked me back next year, of course. Because I love what I do. I'm very good at what I do. And I'm confident in that space. That's how the lucky girl syndrome happens, right? You wake up in the day and you're like, it's going to be a great day. Everything I want is going to come my way. And that's how you manifest things in your life. You allow yourself to dream. You actually make a commitment to that dream. So one of the things I did in the workshop is I went around, again, I was asking about things on the bucket list. And one person said, I want to go to Utah for a month. I was like, okay, said, when are you going? They're like, I don't know. I'm like, we'll set a date. And then I must, I probably asked him three other times throughout. It's like, did you set the date yet? Another person wanted, um, you know, to hike Mount Washington. I'm like, set a date. Another wanted to start a nonprofit, set a date. And now start thinking about that. Make that a part of your life. Where you're telling yourself over again, oh, I'm I'm hiking Mount Washington. And then really start experiencing that before you go. Like, what's it going to feel like? How's my backpack going to feel? What's the trail going to look like? What am I going to do when I, you know, get in front of a bear? What's camping, like, you know, backcountry camping going to look like? What's it going to be like when I reach the top of Mount Katahdin and like, you know, plant my flag or if that's the path that he's going to go, I'm assuming if you're you know, hiking at Mount Washington, but forget that. He was hiking up in there someplace, whether it was in the White Mountains, Mount Washington or Maine. But what's it going to feel like when you get to the top? Scotland's in Maine, by the way, end of the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> I'm getting my geography mixed up. But you have to feel it. You have to feel it. I share my, my marathon story all the time. And um, I did the Dopey Challenge, which was 48.6 miles, 5K, 10K, half marathon, full marathon in four days. It was grueling. And the only way I got across the finish line, I have, I trained for a year. It was a brutally hot day. And it was one step in front of another, but I just kept imagining, there's a fly on my glasses, just kept imagining 
what it was going to feel like to cross that finish line and have six medals. You get six medals and get years because it was Disney. Like I never let that out of my sight, out of my mind. I could smell it. I could feel it. It pushes you through and you get what you want. 7,000 people didn't finish that race. They didn't want it badly enough. When you want something badly enough and you focus on it and you're telling your brain that, you know what? In my mind, not finishing that race was simply not an option. Like I was doing it. All the hard things that I've done in my life, all the things that I've wanted, I've manifested because they were so important to me and I allowed myself to dream. And my RAS was open to those opportunities be it the love of my life, be it living full-time in the RV traveling, in my messy RV that one day I'll show you when it's nicer. Um, all of those things, I manifested. They were important to me. My brain told me they were important. So that's my lesson for the day. Allow yourself to dream because your brain will recognize the things that you want. And when you start focusing on what you want versus what you don't have, and you stop focusing on the negative shit in your life, I promise you from the bottom of my soul, I promise you those things will start happening. Those mountains will look like molehills. You will get so determined and you're going to be happier. You'll get rid of toxic people that don't serve you. You'll leave toxic jobs that don't serve you. You will leave toxic relationships that don't serve you. Because you will start believing in you, that you matter and that your story matters and the story of other people will does not define your life. So thanks for hanging with me. I am Cindy Donaldson and please get on my email list. You can go to cindy-donaldson.com. It goes out every Monday and Thursday. I'm a certified high-performance coach, believer that anything is possible and go have an amazing day. Bye.